Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Receive a payroll tax. Welcome to Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. On today's show, opposing defenders refuse to learn their lesson. The return of the McDuffie and Sky Moore getting less reps. You get it, Alex? Special well guests include mm-hmm. Pete Sweeney at 11 and Andy Reid live at 1. Now a man who knows you can't have doom without a little gloom, Alex Gold! I think you actually replaced Cody today, though. So aren't you aren't you doom? Aren't you doom today then, Nick? You're in his seat. No, but I'm not. I'm not a doom guy. I'm a... Hey, I, I'm a hey, you look great what's today, funny guy. About, I'm a hey, glass half full. The right? funny thing about the whole doom and gloom thing is, if anything, I get accused of being the overly optimistic one usually. So I don't know how I got lumped into the doom and gloom thing. Because normally you guys are like, oh, do you always think everything's optimistic and the Chiefs are going to figure stuff out and all this? That's usually how I roll. Yeah, with Cody here. But Cody's not here, so you is think, he? So you think we can't both next be optimistic? To me, next to me, though, mm. you're going to look like... Apocalypto Alex. That's your new nickname. Apocalypto Apocalypto Alex. Hmm. Into the world. Okay. The sky is falling. Okay. We will talk about Sky more a little bit later on in the show, as you pointed out. We got Jed. Your Tennessee Titans on Sunday, too. So, like, I'm I'm assuming you're you're picking the Titans to win. Yeah, every single year. I can tell you that I will not. I can already spoil alert uh, for three and a half hours from now. I will not be picking the Tennessee Titans to win this game on Sunday. But you think they're the best team in the AFC still? No, they're the best team in the AFC South. Oh. And last year, you're right, I was correct in predicting they would be the number one seed in the AFC prior to the start of last season. But I don't like the Titans. I love Nashville. Great city. Big fan of the city of Nashville. It is a good, it's a great city for bachelor parties. Great city for just drinking on Broadway I went to Nashville one time, and it's the only city in my life I've ever felt like men were outnumbered by women three to one. Oh, yeah. It was unfair. It's not fair. We had no chance. It's a great time. I seriously, I love Nashville. It's uh, it is definitely worth a trip. I love Nashville, and I don't even like country music. Same, you know that. You know, and I'm everywhere not country, you go, it's country music. I know, but, but it's great music. Live music there is top notch. You mm-hmm. go to those bars; they got three levels to the bars. Yeah, that's great. The rooftop bars. Big, th- big fan of the rooftop bars. Yeah. I met Spec there actually one time, like nine years ago, before I even worked here. Oh, you just happened to be in there at the same time? Uh-huh. Okay. He was there for like a hockey tournament. So that's when you planted the seed for this job. He that's bought, what, he that's bought what it me. Is. I was there on a bachelor party, and he bought us a round of shots. There you go. Making it rain. I'm sure. I'm he sure. was throwing around money <laughs> like it was growing on trees. I bet he was. I've never seen anything like I it. I bet the boss was. Uh, we're going to have fun here in the next four hours. You, you can hear Nick is in for Cody today. 
Uh, we got Jed Marshall producing the show. That means Jed Talks coming your way. We're kicking Nick to the curb on the notes. He doesn't get notes today. He's hosting with me, so he doesn't need his own segment. He's got four hours to talk, so Jed's going to bring it with Jed Talks coming up a little bit later on. And Pete Sweeney at 11 o'clock, our Chiefs insider from Arrowhead Pride, will join us here on the show. But you guys remember uh, going back to the Bucks game, right? The, the Bucks game, and the Chiefs were coming off the loss to the Colts, and... We were wondering how they were going to be ready to roll for that game. And then Shaq Barrett, the very talented pass rusher for the Bucks, had some comments and mentioned how he didn't think the, the Chiefs uh, defense, or specifically offensive line, I should say, was all that different. Right? He said he basically laughed at them. He had not watched a single second of Chiefs film since the Super Bowl. Shaq Barrett, like, he, he honestly laughed at the end of him speaking. You said they're the same same offensive line, even though we all know they had so many new pieces. So many, all yeah, none of the guys. Well, just just uh, Wiley, right? right okay, Andrew, Andrew Wiley was the one guy. But other than that, you're right. Other than that, nobody else was on that offensive line. And we're like, man, that was bulletin board material, even though that the Chiefs publicly downplayed it. And they came out and had their most physical game as an offensive line unit. Could the same thing be happening this week? I say that because Jeffrey Simmons, who is the defensive end for the Titans, was on NFL Radio yesterday. Now, I'll admit, it wasn't to the same extent of Shaq Barrett, but listen to the question, listen to his answer, because I think if you're a Chiefs fan, you, you should be happy that this actually was said yesterday. On, on Kansas City, because they do have some different wrinkles for what they're doing offensively with the new players that they've added. They, We know them, they know us. They haven't changed, and honestly, we, we might be missing a couple of pieces, but we haven't changed. And the same with them, you know. I, I see. I see. I watch tape, so I'm I'm looking at the offensive linemen that we have to play against, and I, I'm very confident that we could go out there and dominate them. So, and um, you know, I'm looking forward to the matchups up front, whoever it may be, or Thune or Trey Smith at the guard position. But you know, I, I'm I'm very confident in our defense going out there and having a great day. One thing I'm confident in, unlike with Shaq Barrett, is that. Jeffrey Simmons has actually watched. He said he has. From this. Well, he can name two players who were starting <laughs> on this offensive line. I don't think Shaq Barrett could have done that before the game. That's true. And it's not nearly the same as what Shaq Barrett said, but you know that still gets back to the Chiefs. Like, in, in, look, every player should be confident. Nobody's saying that if you're a defensive player going up against an offensive line that you should think, yeah, you know, watch the film, Nick, and uh, we're going to get our ass kicked. <laughs> like, nobody's going to say that. That's not the mentality any of those players should have. But I, I, I like this from a Chiefs perspective. Just like if you're in Tennessee, you probably like it as well. But if you are a Chiefs fan, I think you should love the fact that that, that audio exists, even if it's not to the level of Shaq Barrett. Because that will get back to them. And you have a player saying, they're you know, watch, the t- watch the tape, and we're going to dominate your offensive line. Yeah, that should be the mentality that he has. But it's still something that will fire up Chiefs fans a little bit. And if I'm Creed Humphrey, if I am Trey Smith, it is still more motivation. The Chiefs are coming off a of bye week already, but... The last time any player said anything about the Chiefs' offensive line, the Chiefs' O-line had their best performance of the season against the Bucs. So I, I like that that audio is out there. And at least if you're the Bucs, you have the, the fact that you're one of the best defenses in the NFL to rely upon. The Titans can't say that. The Titans aren't walking in with this incredible defensive front who just annihilates the quarterback week after week. Like the Buccaneers, you beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. You're still a really good defense. You have a really good pass rush. It it makes sense if you want to just be un have this unwarranted confidence, but with the the you're the Titans. What are you talking about? You're walking in with that level of confidence now. If I'm a Titans fan, I love it. If yeah. I'm a Titans fan, I'm saying hell yeah, 
Screw the Chiefs. Let's go kill them. Nobody's given us a shot. I get that. I totally would love it if I were a Titans fan, but I'm a Chiefs fan, and so I look at it and say, I love it too. I love it too because maybe you haven't been paying attention that when you call out the Chiefs, like we need we need advanced metrics for this. We have all sorts of advanced analytics. We don't have anything as to what Patrick Mahomes' QBR is. What's his career record when somebody on the other team takes a shot at the Chiefs the week of the game? I'd imagine it's pretty damn good. Between Mahomes on what was it, Tuesday, I guess, or maybe it was Monday, saying, hey, they beat our ass last year and recognizing that. And then now hearing this, like I have, honestly, I've never this season felt as confident as I do heading into this game that the Chiefs aren't going to have that slow, clunky start, not a lot of emotion, going through the motions. Like that, that is something that I'm not concerned about no. at all for this game. post bye week, we know the track record of Reed and Mahomes in general. What Andy's 20 and three Going back to his Philly days, Mahomes, of course, is part of that. So Mahomes' record is great. And then now you have this couple with how they're thinking. And, you know, last year, Mahomes and the, and the, you know, the fan base as well was freaking out. Uh, uh, the fan base, I should say, Mahomes wasn't. But the fan base was freaking out when the Chiefs lost to the Titans a little bit. Imagine if Mahomes was freaking yeah, out. Yeah, he wasn't. The fan base was, though. Um, but there were tough questions that were being asked after that Titans loss a year ago. I, I feel very confident that the Chiefs maybe not going to cover the 12 and a half points. But they're not going to have a sluggish start. They will be fired up. It's Sunday night football. It's that arrowhead. That also just bodes well for you if you're the Chiefs. Yeah, and the fact that you, Andy Reid, this has been the one team that you would look at and say, and we'll get into this later, but the one team you would look at and say, hey, they've kind of had your number since you've been in Kansas City for whatever reason, whether it's stylistically or it's just random, doesn't matter. The reason behind it, the fact remains that that's going to get your attention as well. Every single circumstance about this game, not just the matchups on the field, but all of the stuff outside of the game as well would point to the fact that this is not going to be a Colts game where you can look at them and say, they're not that good. We're overlooking, you know, they kicked your ass last year. Mahomes is one and two against the Titans in his career. Reed struggled against him. It's after a bye week. And now they're talking smack. Every single circumstance points to the fact that you have gotten the Chiefs' attention. And they've won five in a row. I mean, I know you and I, you started the show joking about the the Titans and how I think they're, how good they are or whatever, but they have won five in a row. It's bad teams. I think it's, to that point, I do think it's a little fluky. Now, you don't apologize for it. It's fluky. It's just not impressive. Well, you don't don't apologize for winning five games in a row in the NFL. That is a very difficult thing to do, but. They beat the is Colts it, twice. Though? Is it? Is yeah, it, it is. Is it difficult? Yes, it is. Under Absolutely. any circumstance? What yes. If, what it if, is still difficult to win five can games Can we just go through it though real yeah, quick? Yeah, I know. It's the Colts twice. The Raiders. Uh-huh. And the, no, I'm actually going to give you final scores, too. You beat the Raiders <laughs> by two. You beat the Colts by seven. You beat the Commanders by four. You beat the Colts by nine. You beat the Texans by seven. Now, I get it. Most games in the NFL are close. Most games come down to final possessions. Most games are one-score games. That is... If you were if you were to tell me like, hey, this team got five wins, what's the least impressive way they could get five wins? That would be the way I would tell you: the Raiders, the Colts twice, the Commanders, and the Texans. Yeah, I'm that with you. They a, haven't played bad teams. I'm with you. Haven't played anybody. That's why I think the, the Chiefs will, will win pretty comfortably in this game on Sunday. But it is in the in the NFL though. Like you shouldn't apologize for winning five games in a row. No, but I know. I'm, but but, I, if I, but if I'm, I'm playing the you. other side of it, I'm saying I'm not that impressed by it. Yeah, not, neither am I. Yeah, I, I I don't think many people are. I think there's recognition that they play in a terrible division. This is why when we were doing our preseason divisional previews, I'm like the Titans. Yeah, Nick, they're not that good, but they're still better than everybody else in that crappy division. They at least do have the quarterback figured out to us. Nothing extent. 
Well, we'll find out on Sunday. We don't know who's playing quarterback also for the Titans. That's a whole other element to this game. We don't know if it's going to be Malik Willis or if it's going to be Ryan Tannehill. We will get into uh, something that you briefly mentioned there, which is the, the Chiefs' track record against the Tennessee Titans, though, and, and their style of play and why it's been working against the Chiefs. We'll get to that in about uh, 20 minutes or so. But this is basically a debut game for Trent McDuffie. I get week one against the Cardinals was a rookie debut for McDuffie. How much did he play? Like a quarter and a half, something like that. And yeah, then it was the, the first the, half injury. Then the turf derailed his season. It derailed Butker's season. I'll argue it cost the Chiefs a win as well during the season against the Colts and maybe another game. So that, to me, uh, was his debut officially. But I'll, I'll go ahead and say this is. Let's just treat this one like a rookie debut for Trent McDuffie. That's what this is. He's played 30, 32 snaps in his NFL career. This will be the most he plays so far in his in his NFL career. I think he's going to make it through a full game. Let's hope, right? Now, I don't know if they're going to work work him in slowly. I think he's going to go out there and be the starting corner along with Legereus Sneed on Sunday. But with that said, if he were to, to give up a play or two, I don't think you should panic and and feel like, man, Trip McDuffie, oh, man, this, this, is, this is a problem. It will be his first five quarters of playing in the NFL. I do think it's a nice game to ease into, though, because who on earth are you worried about in that wide receiver core? How many, how many receivers can you name? Can you name more than one? Robert Woods. Robert okay. Woods. There's your one. And Robert Woods, because Traylon Burks is hurt. Robert Woods. Is your guy Anthony Ferkser still there, the tight end? Is that your guy? I don't guy? believe Anthony Ferkser is still. They have uh, Austin Hooper okay. as their starting Who are their other end. wide receivers, Nick? Well, uh, in terms of receiving yards, dude, this is, this is incredible. We could go back and play that game that we played before the Colts game, which is, okay. is this a, an NFL wide receiver or is okay. this uh, a, an insurance salesman in your hometown? Uh You'll you, you'll recognize this name, Nick Westbrook Akeem. Okay. Yeah, okay. That is their their second leading receiver on the team is Dontrell Hillard, who is the backup running back. He has 13 catches for 144 yards, aka Tyreek Hill in three quarters. <laughs> that is basically they don't pass the ball. I mean, Malik Willis. They had six passing ma- touchdowns. Ma- ma- Malik Willis threw the ball ten times last week in their win. And their win. My only expectation for Trent McDuffie this week. I don't care if he's the second starting corner. I don't care if they bring him along slowly. And he's the. I, I don't know. I don't care what they do. My only expectation for him this week is don't be a liability. Don't get burnt because you have no business getting burnt by any of these wide receivers on this team. That's the only reason why it would probably be viewed differently. So I, even if you were to get burnt, I wouldn't panic and think, oh my gosh, terrible draft pick, overreact. But I'll admit, if he doesn't look good against this wide receiver core, you would feel a little worse about it, right? Because yeah. of the names that you just mentioned. From the 806, uh, Kyle Phillips is him. Kyle Phillips. You know what? I don't know who is, is he, him. Is, is, that, is that his fifth string wide receiver? There? Yeah, he is there. He's there. Uh, he's every team's token white wide receiver. Uh, he 5'11", 190. He was a fifth round pick in this last year's draft. He has eight catches for 78 yards, which you can scoff at, but that's actually more than Sky Moore. Someone said Josh Gordon. No, he didn't. He was on the practice squad briefly there in Tennessee. And I think it's he got over. cut. I think he got cut. Dude, it's not good. By it's way, not how, good. What does that say? Josh Gordon, not to take shots at this guy, but. He, you just mentioned the wide receivers that are available. He couldn't get in that room. He's done. I mean, yeah, I think. Well, no, it's like one thing. If you we can't, saw him, I think we saw we, the end of Josh Gordon we, in Kansas we City. We did. We we also know that they had a fairly talented wide receiver room for the most part a year ago. And how much can change in a year? And now he can't even get it on the wide receiver room with the Tennessee. I'm Titans. starting to think that maybe they shouldn't have traded AJ you, Brown. That's my hot take of the yeah. day. Yeah. yeah. I will say this, though. Last year where the Titans were the number one seed and then they had the early exit, 
Uh, A.J. Brown was hurt throughout much of the year, and he actually didn't even have a huge year by his standards. Now, he's been incredible for the Eagles. He's now got four touchdowns in the last two games for Philadelphia, and that trade is he's huge for them. He's got four touchdowns in the last five days. Yeah, two games, five <laughs> days makes it sound even better. That's Those are both facts. That is true. Yeah, this is not a good passing attack, so this is the perfect game for him to get right against. And really, you look at the the next you know month or so of football, like we knew going into the season that the first six weeks was going to be a really tough test. And we were going to find out very early what this Chiefs team was made of because you, you played a really a lot of really good teams. And now you look at the the results and anybody would have taken that. Now, you probably wouldn't thought one of the losses would come to the Colts. But to go to that stretch five and two the first seven weeks is really good. But now the next three games, well, the next two games, really, you go up against the Titans and the Jaguars. That's about enough time. Two full games if McDuffie stays healthy and he's playing a full workload. That's a that's an adequate amount of time to sort of get back into the swing. It's of a things. nice landing spot yeah. for him. I mean, no, the, the the Jags jokes aside about Christian Kirk in the offseason, their wide receiver core actually, and, and now they're getting a little bit more out of Evan Ingram. They but their problem with the Jags has been just Trevor Lawrence's play. So these are it's a nice landing spot because neither wide receiver core is all that impressive. The Jags are certainly better offensively uh, with with passing the ball than the Tennessee Titans at this point, who isn't in the NFL. But yeah, it's not bad. Knowing also you don't have Frank Clark. Uh, for two games. This is a nice two-game stretch. So it did work out in, in that regard. And I think that was part of the plan, by the way, too. Ease McDuffie back. Don't rush the hamstring. This is big picture, long-term approach here. Not long-term even next year. I'm talking like, hey, this team and the, and the Chiefs are going to make a deep playoff run again. Let's make sure we don't risk anything here. Same goes for why I also think Mike Dana hasn't been rushed back. They also maybe knew Frank Clark was going to be suspended for this Titans game. So let's hold Dana back last week or two weeks ago, I should say. And that way he's good to go. So you have him available against the Tennessee Titans. Do you immediately expect him to be an upgrade over Joshua Williams and Jalen Watson? Yeah. I mean, uh, well, immediately. So like this game, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think anybody will have some, I don't think Joshua Williams has been all that impressive. I, Watson has you, you, here's the problem that it's, it's impossible to remove from the equation. You can't not take into account where they drafted him. So with Jalen Watson, him being a seventh round pick, literally him being playable makes it feel like he's a success story. That's not going to be the case for Trent McDuffie. You're going to expect a lot more out of him. Not only was he your first round pick, but he's a guy you traded up to get expect a lot more. Sure. But I I don't think you you should expect that he looks like a, a stud number one corner and on I Sunday. Don't, and I you know, don't, but I think that's, I don't think that's fair because it is still, we would have said, Hey, he needs to make the adjustment to the NFL to begin with. Now you're talking about it's week nine. He's trying to just get back into playing in a football game period. The guy, the guy hasn't played a full football game since last December. Yeah. I'm treating this as his NFL debut. He played, he played yeah, as you should he played what, 30, 32 snaps. What did I say earlier? 32 snaps. They were effective 32 snaps. They only threw them one time to the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona so. didn't look uh, ready to start the season. You mean Greg Dorch wasn't uh, rolling out there? That was an impressive offensive performance from Kyle. They Murray. didn't look ready to start the season. And honestly, they still don't look like they're ready to start the season. Again, so. they're trying to flip the script. They've had issues in the second half. And so the Cardinals are trying to flip it. Why don't we have a slow start to the season? And why don't we finish strong? Cliff Kingsbury is hoping that's the case because we all know he, he's been terrible in the second half of the season. He's been really good in the first half. And so they're trying to, you know, they're trying to, to flip the script. I will say, though, on Sunday, there's p- some potential fallout from this Chiefs game in terms of seeding. I actually think this has bigger impl- implications than people would think. So the Chiefs are sitting there at five and two. The Titans five and two. The Titans actually are the two seed right now in the AFC. Hmm. As things stand, right the second they are. That's not fair. What do you mean it's not fair? It's not fair. They're not good. They haven't beaten I, I, good teams. The good news is the, the playoffs, NFL should step in. The good news is the playoffs do not start on Sunday. Um, but the Chiefs could really cement themselves 
as that two seed if they win. And the reason for that is, look, the Bills and the Chiefs are the two best teams in the AFC. We've talked about the Bills maybe winning 14 games this year. Can the Chiefs get to 13 or 14 to, to push the Bills? Can they slip up? That kind of thing. If you start looking at the rest of the AFC, all right, AFC South, we both now agree, I think, that the Titans are going to win that division. But are they really getting the 13 wins? No. So if you can get the head-to-head win against Tennessee, even if you tell me the Chiefs end up with 11 or 12 wins, tell me who's getting more than that to leapfrog you as the two seed. You know what I'm saying? I think if the Chiefs win this game on Sunday, you can lock in the Chiefs and the Bills as either the one or the two. Like, I, I know that's what the thought has been anyway, but I truly mean that. Like, if the Chiefs beat the Titans, get the tiebreaker over them, if they lose again, it kind of knocks them down a peg to where I think it makes it difficult for Tennessee to get to 12 wins. I think it makes it to where 12 wins will get you the two seed in the AFC. And that's why I'm saying that a Chiefs win over the Titans, to me, would lock up either the one or the two for KC. I'm going to be honest with you. I still don't think it's done in the AFC South. I, I still don't think the Titans are, are Who guaranteed. Who the hell is emerging? It, what if I told you that the Titans still have the second best point differential in the division? They're getting outscored this year. They've given up 138. They've scored 132. I know, the but Jaguars who, have a better point differential than yeah, they do. The Jags have two wins, right? Well, I mean, that's neither here nor there. They're already three wins behind. Let's not really get into, like, how many wins these teams have. They're already three wins behind. If you want to tell me the Colts somehow, at least you can can say that because they're they're only a couple wins. But the Colts have been swept, Nick. No, the Colts are bad. So who the hell is winning that division? It's the Tennessee Titans. What if I told you that the Titans over the next five weeks play the Chiefs, the Broncos, the Packers, the Bengals, and the Eagles? Well, the Broncos look winnable, and right now the Packers look winnable. I'm sure the Broncos are looking at the Titans saying, you know what, we could still win there. Get back on track. The Packers, I think, are about Nick, to turn it on. The Bengals. The Titans they, could lose three in a row, and they would still be in first place because they have the tiebreaker over the Colts. Listen, none of this matters. None of this matters. Do you know why, Alex? There's <laughs> nothing on the line this Sunday. Do you know why that is? Because this is a crappy football team. So They're not money, going to win. The Chiefs are no, going to annihilate Nick, this team. You're acting as if I'm telling you the Titans are going to win. I told you, and of course not. No, but you're saying, what's the potential fallout? There is no potential fallout. No, the fallout. potential fallout is the Chiefs win, and they basically have locked up a one or a two seed. But that's what's going to happen. So, like, it's going to happen. Okay. So, we don't even need to. Let's move on. Let's go to break early. <laughs> let's go to break early. This can't happen. Like, the, the Chiefs will win by a thousand. Like, I, I'm, I don't even want to entertain the Titans being a factor. Like, the fact that they're a two seed now to me is irrelevant. Whether it's this week, next week, right. the week it's, after, they are going to fall down. But it's, you, you have to win on Sunday. Yeah, well, they will. It's a guarantee. I, I, so, like, let's not even talk about it. You know what I mean? It's like saying. Well, that's not any fun. We have anything else we could talk about instead, maybe? So let's not talk any Chiefs the rest of the show. Well, not, not unless just, we're just, just talk, talking about how they're going to win talk, by... No, wanna, they're just going to win by a million points. That's the only type of conversation I want to have about so this So have game you hammered the, the spread, then? Have you hammered the Chiefs minus 12 I'll and a half or 11 I'll put my money where my mouth is. What's the current line? Someone says, Nick sounded the same before the Colts game, and look what happened. Well, that was different. <laughs> they overlooked the Colts. They can't overlook this team. I, well, for the reason they we started ass the, last year, for the reason we started the Andy show, Andy struggled against them. It's a bye week. Now they're talking smack. For the reason we started the show, zero percent chance. This is my Goldilock of the week, the Nick Schwartz Goldilock by proxy of. The I did week. have you on the betting show last night. Thanks for coming on. I gave. A, I, gave I thought I gave some pretty good insight. I People think are did. saying I did pretty well. I think you did. Yeah, you had a good night on the. God, on the everybody show. remembers that I screwed it. I thought everybody would forget about that by now. Yeah, spoiler: how that works usually is when you're when you're wrong, everybody remembers that one, Nick. Where, where were you guys when I was nailing picks <laughs> in college football? I've got more of those, by the way, as well. We'll have our uh, our show parlay coming we up. Will. Later we hit show. our show parlay last week. We will, we will try to make it 11 two 11 and a half. 
Go hammer it. Then. Tell you what, I'm going to put so much money on this that if I don't if I don't hit, I'm going to need to find the tallest bridge in Kansas City because I won't be I'll able to come that. back from this. What? Jeez. Oh, don't say what. No, nothing. What? Why are you guys shaking you your heads dark. at me? Yeah, it's a little dark. Well, it's not fun to bet unless I know that if I lose, that's your I'm in financial ruin. Yeah. Well, how else how about, is it don't, fun? Don't don't bet to where you're in financial ruin. But that's the only way it makes me fun. It makes it fun. That what we would call is addiction, sir. Well, Why no, didn't you listen to that betting show with our very own Alex Gold last night? He would have given you some blocks. Yeah, you wouldn't even have about, to worry. Have you ever once talked about betting addiction on your show? On that show, no. Huh. Seems we have like said, it'd be an appropriate topic. But we have bet we have discussed how don't bet more than you can afford to lose. So, and yeah. we've talked about uh, unit size. I know you're very familiar with unit size. Oh yeah. So we've we've talked well, a lot about that. My units are big. So we've so. talked about everybody's unit size is a little bit different, but that unit size Mine's is larger than most. Um, so cl- uh, <laughs> what? Uh huh. Unit size is a thing in betting. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, Just go to break. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. You know, it's not fun for me unless I'm mm-hmm. I'm risking financial ruin or personal health. So. Mm-hmm. I like to go above and beyond what I'm comfortable betting, and that's what I'm about to do. I wouldn't do that. But coming up next, we will talk more about the Chiefs-Titans game. Even though Nick doesn't want us to talk more about the Chiefs-Titans game, we will do something because, guess what? The Chiefs are 2-5 and five against the Titans since 2013. Why is that the case? Next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, back here on Cody and Gold. Just getting started on a Friday. It is a red Friday in Kansas City. The Chiefs getting set to take on the Titans. Pete Sweeney, our Chiefs insider, going to join us here in about a half hour. We'll get his thoughts, of course, uh, the great work they do over at Arrowhead Pride. Alex Gold with you. Jed Marshall 
producing the show, Nick has bumped over to Cody's seat. The text line says, you're talking louder today. They think that the seat just makes well, you talk. Specifically that I yell, and somebody else said that I have a whiny voice. <laughs> I don't even think I have a whiny voice. What if I did that? What if I talked oh, like that the whole show? I would have to leave. You think you can make it? No. An hour? An hour I could, but after I would have I a I just talk like this the whole time. I would have a headache. I would have a terrible I headache. I can tell you're already annoyed. Oh, it's awful. That, I did it for it's awful. <laughs> that would be terrible. Yeah, that would be uh, miserable for everybody. Uh, most people are saying, though, that I have a, an incredible voice. I haven't seen well, that. That's weird. I haven't. You are in the same text line as yeah, me. Yeah, I have I, access to that. I have not yeah, seen it. Yeah, Jed and I. Well, it's, it's moving weird. so fast. It's yeah. because it's moving so fast because so many of the texts are coming that's in. That they're getting it's, pushed down. That's really weird. Yeah, feed I, a little I, bit. I haven't seen one text yeah. about that. It's kind of weird how that yeah. works. Moving uh, on, though. We will get to Jed Talks coming up here in about uh, 15 minutes. But let's talk more about the Chiefs game. Uh, I know I know, we were joking about the Titans. And, and look, we both are in agreement overall. This is a Titans team that the Chiefs should, should have no problem handling. However, the Chiefs are 2-5 and five against the Titans since 2013. And you go back and look at how those games have gone. So, look, last year we know the 27-3 loss. That was a game where Ryan Tannehill actually carved them up. Like That was a really impressive performance from Ryan Tannehill. But then you go back, if you include the, the postseason in, this, in these, these stats as well, we know the Chiefs won on their way to a Super Bowl, 35-24. Uh, it was a 35-32 win for the Titans back in 2019, the regular season game. And then you go back further, 2018, Mahomes' first year. It was a 22-21 win for the Tennessee Titans. You laid out their wins so far this year, not only the opponent, but they've scored in their win over 21 points, I think, one time. And so they're, they're going to try to muck it up. I mean, that, that is their MO, especially if you're telling me that Ryan Tannehill doesn't play. And we'll learn later on today, and he was limited, has not practiced this week. Malik Willis only threw the ball 10 times in their win against the Texans. So if Malik Willis is playing, they're going to really try to muck this game up to where they would have a dream scenario somehow, Nick, if it was you know 10 to 3 at halftime. Honestly, I think the Titans would take that position in a heartbeat. If the Chiefs score 17 or 14 in the first half, I think the Titans are absolutely screwed. They, they have to hope this is a low-scoring, ugly 17 uh, to, to 14 type game, 17 to 10 even, heading into the fourth quarter for them to have a chance. Yeah, I mean, the, the formula for Tennessee playing well against the Chiefs has been pretty consistent, and it's that they force turnovers. I think they got three turno- two fumbles and an interception against the Chiefs last year, and that I mean that was the worst of the bunch when you look at the, the three games at least that Mahomes has played against them. Going back to 2019, yeah, that was the weird one because that was the one where it didn't look like a lot of the other ones. Mahomes played great. He had 400. That, that was the first game, I believe, that he was back from injury, and he and the Chiefs were not playing good football. He comes back from injury, played incredible, had like 450 yards and three touchdowns, no picks, and the Chiefs still lost. Yeah, that was the defense, the game where everybody was freaking out about the defense even more so. Well, and then um, the second half, from that point on. Understandable, and that Derrick Henry had 188 <laughs> yards and two and, touchdowns. And then remember, then the second half of that season, post that game, everything, you know, that was the game we all pointed to when they went on to win a Super Bowl. Like, that, something happened. The, fl- the, 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 the switch flipped. I mean, it's the, fun for doing little segments like these and saying, oh, I've got the one thing that's always happened in all of these. That's not the case. These all haven't been the exact same script. I don't know if I'm if I'm willing to say that there is this one commonality that always leads to the Titans playing well. But 
What if I just told you philosophically, even going back to the early years of Andy Reid in Kansas City when it wasn't Patrick Mahomes, that there is just something about Andy Reid and the way that he wants to play offense, the way that he wants to dictate the tempo and the flow of the game that just doesn't quite mesh or it runs sort of in conflict with what the Titans want to do, again, even before it was Mike Vrabel, which Mike Vrabel just started in 2019, 2018. This is his sixth year, I believe, with the Titans. But even before that, even when it wasn't Derrick Henry leading the way, remember they got DeMarco Murray? Like, this is a team that's yeah, always... Somehow DeMarco Murray started over Derrick Henry. I yeah, still never yeah. understand that one. This is, uh, this is a team that's always wanted to run the ball. They always want to play this school. slow, muck-it-up style of game, which I do think... I mean, go back to last year with the way that the Chiefs' season ended, where the Bengals said we knew they would get bored eventually. We knew that they were going to get impatient and start forcing plays downfield. I don't know if that's exactly what Tennessee's been trying to do, but when you think about the two conflicting styles of play, doesn't it make a little bit of sense that if you if you can win that battle of dictating the tempo of the game, that's going to give you a chance against this Chiefs team that wants to push the ball and get those big explosive chunk plays downfield? I, I mean, I, I know there's not always one thing you can point to, but I, I would still say... I don't know how on earth the Titans win if if you tell me that they don't turn the Chiefs over multiple times, though. Like, I think if you're saying, like, what has to happen, not just that Derrick Henry can run, because I we've gone through that story time and time again. Like, oh, they're going to just run it with Derrick Henry. They're going to keep the ball out of Mahomes' hand, and they're going to have a chance to win. I roll my eyes at that a lot. But yeah. if they have multiple turnovers forced, like if, if the Chiefs have a punt return muffed from Sky Moore or Tony, we'll talk about those guys here in a second, uh, and Mahomes throws a pick or Clyde fumbles or something. That That's the stuff that has to happen for the Titans to have a chance to win. I would be really stunned if they lose anyway, but if you told me the Chiefs somehow lost the game and the Chiefs didn't turn the ball over multiple times, I'd be like, how the hell did they lose? I just don't, honestly, there's no firepower other than Derrick Henry on that offense. Like in the past, you could even talk yourself into, okay, Ryan Tannehill a year ago, carved the Chiefs up. They actually limited Derrick Henry. He, you know, he ran the ball 20 something times for 80 yards. But Ryan Tannehill carved you up. They still had A.J. Brown. This team, you just told me the wide receivers 20 minutes ago. They got they, they, they have nobody in the passing game. None. And, again, and, and, and Malik Willis passed the ball, said it again, 10 times last week. They have nothing else. And Patrick Mahomes uh, had zero touchdowns and one interception. How many times has that happened in his career? It, it doesn't happen, and it won't happen. It won't happen against this team that is objectively less talented. You took away... Really, your only outside threat, your deep field threat, and AJ Brown. Now you've got nobody. Yeah, now you I like got the Rock. Burks draft pick. He's just not healthy. We, you yeah. know, if they had Traylon Burks out of Arkansas, okay, but he's he's out for the year. Your isn't second he? and third leading receivers on the team are Dontrell Hillard and Derrick Henry, a <laughs> running back notoriously known for not being a pass catching threat. I do not think this is this is the the beginning of the decline. They may still, you might be right. They may still have enough talent. And I th- I do think one thing that just keeps them consistent year in and year out is that Mike Frabel and this coaching great staff, coach. they, they, sh- they know they, they have a great culture and they know how to win football games. Like they, they, they understand situational football about as well as any coaching staff in the NFL. And that might be enough, but you're talking about an offense that has six passing touchdowns in seven games this year. Gold. They're in the right division. They're, they're in the right division. That's why they're going to still end up hosting it. The Titans will host a playoff game. Okay. So- let me ask you this. Not the AFC West, because that would be unfair with the Chiefs at the top. If they were in the, let's say they were in the AFC North. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, we'll, we'll swap them for the Browns. Okay. 
Is this team even in playoff consideration this year? They would still. Have you looked at the division in the AFC North this year? Yeah, they would. I mean, I would argue their style of play still fits the AFC North a little bit with the way those teams are playing right now. The, the Cincinnati's had some issues. Now, they, the Titans wouldn't be 5-2 and two if that's what you're asking. Hell no. Yeah. No, they wouldn't be 5-2. and two. They wouldn't have been able to have the performance they just did against the Texans and throw the ball 10 times and beat the, the Bengals or the Ravens. Okay, then let me but ask they you would, this. They would be still in the mix, yeah. Do you think that the just, Andy Reid's poor record against the Titans, 2-5 and five mm-hmm. since 2013, do you think it's a style of play thing, or do you lean more towards it's just a small like seven games? By the it's way, a very small sample. It's size. so it's such a small sample size. It's tough to draw conclusions off that. Do you think that's just bad luck and just weird? Timing? Like a lot of elements have come into play. I mean, we've mentioned you. You just laid out what happened in the the year the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, not the AFC title game, but the regular season game. You think it was bad? You know, you, you think it was bad? Quote unquote bad coaching when Mahomes had four hundred plus yards and was great in that game, and they still lost, and the defense was terrible. Like. Sometimes stuff happens, and, and so no, I don't. I don't think it's this like, oh man, Mike Rabel just knows how to play Andy Reid. Like, I, no, I just, I don't. To your point, it's it's too small of a sample size. I expect the Chiefs coming out of the bye week, and and everything we've discussed already today, uh, to go and, and and look awfully impressive from the get go against a Tennessee team that if they get down by more than one score, they are incapable of coming back and winning. There's multiple teams that can struggle to come back from 10 points. Mahomes has made it look easy, down double digits, right? We've talked about that. But the Titans, maybe more than any other team in the league, outside of perhaps Houston, although I know they gave a little fight last night to Philly, I don't know if there's a team that's in worse shape to try to come back from down 10 or 14 than Tennessee in the league. Yet they're 5-2, and two, but I, they have to play ahead. There's not I a mean, team that has to play ahead more. Every team would least, love to play at ahead. At least they have a running back that, all it takes is one run. I understand. There aren't many teams that could say that. I, I understand that. It's like them, the Giants, the Browns. It's about it. Other than the Texans, though, if you told me you're down 10, is there? A, I don't think there's a team that's in worse shape than the Titans to try to come back. Oh, I don't know about that. I mean... But that, dude, they're throwing the ball 10 times. I know, but it's Derrick Henry, man. Like, I, I, I get it. Derrick Henry's kind of on an island at, at, at that position. At some point, you do run out of, if you're down double digits, when you're, if you're running the ball, you do run out of time. You have limited possessions. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If, if there's three minutes left in the game and you're down by. Well, okay. Come on. No, I mean, I'm saying, like, yeah. if, if, you're, if you're down seven points in the second half, I'm just half, telling you, if you're down they're gonna 14. What they're going to do is they're going to hand the ball to Derrick Henry over and over and over again. You're going to get tired of tackling him, and he's going to end yeah, up down seven. One. But if, if the Chiefs are up 10 or 14 at halftime, the Titans are not not a team that's built to come from behind. And you're right. They'll keep running with Derrick Henry. They're not going to go away from it. But there, there's way more teams I'd be fearful of coming back from 14 than the Tennessee Titans. All right. Okay. We'll get to Jed Talks coming up in, in just a few minutes. You, you mentioned Sky Moore, though. Uh, he's no longer the exclusive punt return. I think that's pretty clear based on how practice has gone this week, based on the comments from Dave Tobe. I think they're going to work Kadarius Tony into this thing beginning on Sunday against Tennessee. And trying to get Tony involved to me, will be mainly in the punt return game. Do you think that the targets are higher for Tony than Sky Moore, like in the actual offense on Sunday? Because in this I, game? Because I, I don't. I think they're both going to have like one or two targets in the game, if that. And then the punt return game, they both will be returning punts how many, on Sunday. How many targets do you think Sky Moore has? All year? All year. Uh, seven. Sky Moore has... 12 targets for six catches, 100 okay, yards. So six he, has, he has played about 25% of snaps so far this year. So that's not a high threshold no, to no, pass. Not at all. The, the real question that before I can even answer this is, 
if Sky Moore, he was still going to be in the rotation, right? Now, I don't know if he's necessarily going to return a punt on Sunday, but he's in the rotation. Yeah, I think Sky will still be back there at least once. Do you think him being removed from the exclusive punt returner role is going to impact his role in this offense? So by taking him out of punt return... You're 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 wondering if he's going to get more opportunity. No, I'm asking. Do you I, think they're also yeah, going to I, say like, "Hey, I don't know if if we're no, going to play as much on offense." No, I don't think either. it has any bearing at this point on his target share or snaps in the offense. I I don't think because he's doing less punt return. We assume we'll find out Sunday uh, that that means less or more targets slash snaps for Sky Moore. I don't think at this point nine. Now that we're in week nine, I don't think it has as much bearing as if this was training camp or week one of the season. I don't think they're gonna be like, hey man, look, you couldn't even get the punt returning down. We're bench. We're yeah. we're just gonna sit your ass. That's not happening. Last four games, just last four games for Sky Moore. He's played twenty two snaps, twenty five snaps, twenty snaps, and fourteen snaps. I I wouldn't be shocked if he still continues to get more snaps over Kadarius Tony. But in in terms of role. I actually think Tony has a better chance of carving out a role in this offense. And it's for no other reason than that. What we've seen from Sky Moore when they use him on offense, they're using him as a, as a wide receiver. They're using him on downfield routes. They're using him as, you know, those short to intermediate crossing routes. That's how we saw the Chiefs throw the interception in the first drive of the right. last game. It was a little quick uh, slant route, and there was just miscommunication. Mahomes thought Sky was going deeper, whatever. With Tony, though, I think a lot of the way early on, because we know how long it takes for these guys, and I'm kind of treating him as a rookie. You're coming in, you're learning this playbook, you're learning this system. We know how Andy Reid treats rookie wide receivers. I don't think they're going to give him a lot to work on early. But one thing that you don't need much time to work on, hey, I'm going to throw you a screen pass at the line of scrimmage, wait for your blockers, get upfield, try to make a few guys miss. You don't need reps to learn how to do that. I would imagine we will see a bubble screen or something like that for Tony on Sunday. But I, I would argue, though, in camp, we saw Sky Moore lining up even in the backfield and all over the place. We've never seen it. So it's hard for me to imagine that after being here for a week, that suddenly he would take on that kind of role. Because I, I think long-term, Tony, to me, is your McCall Hardman replacement. That, I that, agree. That's probably the role that he, he fits. And so what you're describing maybe would be some of what McCall could do. My only frustration, I, I guess, would be they haven't tried to do that with Sky. So do they just long-term view Sky Moore differently as a different type of receiver? Because I would have thought by now we would have seen Sky Moore lining up in the backfield. They would have done some of the things they've done with McCole Hartman. But no, McCole is the guy still getting the sweeps because he's still on this roster. So I, I struggle to think that Tony's going to take anything. What you're describing would actually be taking some of the stuff they run for McCole, not for Sky. Like what you're saying about hey, getting the ball in space on a bubble screen or whatever, that's the kind of crap that they would do for McCole. I don't know if it's necessarily taking opportunities away from him, but look at how this is sort of shaken out this year. It's not just that Sky Moore is fourth on the wide receiver pecking order behind Juju, MVS, and McCole. Sky Moore is getting outsnapped by Noah Gray. Sky Moore is getting outsnapped by Jody Fortson. And that's less of an indictment on Sky Moore and more of just a, the reality of how the Chiefs offense has changed this year to the point where we're going to give you so many looks, we're going to go into so many different formations that you're never going to know what's coming. So the, it may not even be this week, but eventually they're going to get to the point where you can put Kadarius Tony out there and know that the opposing defense is not going to count for him because there's too many other guys who you have watched on film the Chiefs utilize in those situations yeah, they, or they, in those looks. I think they would like to get they would like to get Tony on the field for to, to if you're an opponent down the road that there's film right there's some film there you can say oh, you don't want to have film of him but I think from a, a little bit of a decoy perspective too Nick that you could have Tony out there you want to give some teams something to think about 
at least a little bit. So in a future game, if Tony's out on the field, that there is there is something that they have to account, account yeah, for. Yeah, and what's funny, dude, is that you look at the, the, the Niners getting McCaffrey involved, saying, okay, he's only going to play a handful of snaps, maybe a, a goal line package. Then he comes out against the Chiefs, and he's all over the place, and he's running well. And I think it was Jeff Schwartz on Twitter who said, it's funny to me that they thought that you would have to bring him along slowly, that he'd have to learn the playbook. They're literally, before the play, telling him, hey, <laughs> run! we're, we're going to run you a sweep here. Uh, it's going to be a zone read to the left. Like, Don't you think it's way easier for the running back, though? That like, And, and, and McCain, you know, it's Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, it's Christian McCaffrey, hell of a player. And I, you know, but, but my point is easier that... Easier for him to pick up something in three days than the sure, wide receiver. It would be if you were telling the wide receiver to learn this complex route tree where I'm going to have you running downfield. I don't think this is going to be a guy who's going to be utilized downfield much this year. I think a lot of it is going to be like you said earlier, how they've utilized Nicole Hardman, which is we think you are very elusive. We think you're great with the ball in your hands. You can make guys miss. Let's just get you the ball at the line of scrimmage and we'll, we're going to get you the ball in opportunities where we have maybe run this look 10 times this year and we've never used a screenplay here, and now all of a sudden you're going to be the one guy they're not accounting for, and we feel like it's going to be an opportunity to exploit the defense or leverage our film that they've looked at against them. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, you know, five, five or six packages or plays, I should say, a package of plays, but five or six plays that they think there's an opportunity for him to get the ball. But, of course, by the way, just because they run that doesn't mean he's the guy that's going to get the ball in the play, but at least yeah. have you know five or six of them and see what happens. And I Or think- use him in, in that package – three times, and then the fourth time you use it is the time he gets the ball, and that may be a week or two from now. Yeah, get something on film for for teams to think about as well. All right, let's get to Jed Talks. Nick's Notable Notes. No, 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 no. We need to get a Jed Talks intro. You don't get your notes today, I agree. I agree. You don't get them. You're hosting today. You want to hijack my segment and get your own imaging, You don't get notes today. It's Jed Talks. I'm not going to put that together. If you'll do it for (laughs) next time I'm in, then I'm happy to have it. So I I am responsible for giving you imaging for a segment that you are stealing from me. A lot of times people... I believe, yes, that's what I'm saying. A lot of times people do groom their replacement. They just don't know it. You're, we're giving you the luxury of just what, knowing. Is this a Patrick Mahomes, Alex yeah, Smith situation? I think so. Just, you you got you to groom. You're move, moving on. Remember, you're going to go to work at Arrowhead Pride here in about a year. We gave you under 365 days. Okay, and I find well, that insulting, well, Pete, Nick. Pete's going to join us here in 10 minutes, so we'll find out. Nick, you're definitely the Patrick Mahomes in this situation. Uh-huh. I'll be replaced at any point by you. Thank because, you, Because, you know, you actually do this for a regular job. That was really nice of you. Is that what you wanted to so leave is with? Jed you have Ryan, any, you have are any you more Ryan, compliments to shower me with? Are you Ryan Fitzpatrick then, or what? I'm probably Tyler Thigpen, <laughs> if anything. Tyler Thigpen. Uh, All right, let's get going. We talk about the NFL quite a bit. Tyreek Hill is trying to prove that he has the best hands in the NFL. I'm not sure if you guys saw this video, but he put butter on his hands and caught balls from a jugs really? ma- machine. And syrup. Yes, that's what makes it less what? impressive. He poured syrup on his Sticky. hands first. Exactly, sticky. to make them sticky and then put butter on. I don't uh, understand how that's impressive if you put sticky substance on your hands. Yeah, I didn't I didn't Mark see that this. For a drop there. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen the video of this. Yeah, the butter would be impressive. Wait, if like he melted, did it first. Melted butter or something? He just, he just had a hand. stick of butter and just rubbed it all over his hands. I think this is a TikTok challenge that is going around. I want to say Are we going to do this? I th- I want to say Steve Smith did it first and then um like Shannon Sharp or something. They're all doing like TikToks, like putting different substances on their hands to prove that they've got the best hands on TikTok. So I don't think we should do this because currently the people competing in this challenge are 
uh, Hall of Fame and they're struggling pass catchers. No, they're not struggling. <laughs> we are not Hall of Fame pass catchers. Therefore, well, I don't think we are invited. Speak to... for yourself, man. Okay. Cody isn't here to defend himself. I've seen him play football on Madden. <laughs> he was not very good. Jeff Bezos <laughs> and Jay-Z are apparently interested in buying the Washington Commanders. At what point will this team finally get sold? Power and couple. Who? Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not surprised that Bezos wants to own an NFL team. I mean, uh, I, I think it actually is going to happen. This stuff takes a while. So Bezos? No, 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 no. The, the team's going to get sold. I really do think be, the the whole process of buying it. There's a lot of things that go. There are multiple people that bid for the Broncos, so there's no guarantee. Bezos can put in a bid all he wants. It's not a guarantee. I, I, I think it doesn't hurt though. He's got a relationship with the NFL now with Amazon on Thursday Night Football. It certainly doesn't hurt your cause a little bit there. Does that mean that the Commanders will play every Thursday night? It does not mean that. Could it though? It means they might just change again their nickname. Would they really change names no, for the no, fourth they time? Won't, they won't. They're really? not going to change to the Washington Amazon. No, but no, I, I know that. <laughs> but do you think they're married? To, if you have a new owner, you've had this name for one year. Uh, at some point, it becomes just a brand, like a marketing nightmare. Like I, I think they would stick with the Commanders. Yeah, I don't think the new owner would say we're switching it again. We just switched everything over. But but don't you think they are okay, going to get a new stadium play, with the new owner though? Just to play, you have to. You have no, you don't to. Ha- you don't have to do anything. Well, you do though. I don't have to. There's nothing. If you're asking, is there a rule where he can't change it? No, but I, I, I would be pretty surprised if in the next five years, the new owner said, hey, we're changing the name from. No, no, no. I'm saying you have to build a new stadium if you're the owner. Well, that's going to happen. That's why it's also a lucrative team to buy, because whatever the valuation is now, you're also it's the same thing. We talk with the Royals to a certain extent with your John Sherman. You bought the Royals. You spent a significant amount of money, but also he knew all along that he was going to try to get a downtown baseball project and the financial opportunities that exist with a downtown baseball stadium. I think that would be the same case for an NFL team. If you buy a team and you know there's a future new stadium on the horizon, that's a huge money-making opportunity for you. I'll be honest with you, man. I do think it would be wise to change the the mascot, the team name again, because it's – all that Washington Commanders comes with is negative. Any any of the former the Commanders, yeah. uh, the the football team, all they come with is negative connotations about how toxic of a franchise that I'm has been. You. I would want to get as far away from that as possible. I actually I like football I, team. I, I I yeah, I thought the That's Washington, my I, favorite of the three. I thought Washington football team was fine, but also the, they've been the Commanders, Nick, for seven games. Yeah, it's been a bad seven games. Though. It has been. Although you know what, if it was. They actually have won, I think it's three of their last four or something like that. They've been on playing the, better. Team on the rise? Team to watch? Oh, yeah, man. Ooh, Do you think they're a team to, to watch monitor. out for? No, okay. hell no. We'll They've been the better commanders. with Taylor Heineke, though, I'll tell you that. Better Yikes. with Taylor Heineke than Carson Wentz. That was a lot more Commanders talk than I thought we would get all show. We're all about the Commanders. <laughs> Talking about other teams that are up for sale, the Ottawa Senators are being sold, but they're saying that the team must remain in Ottawa. How is that possible? Senators are always for sale, aren't they? Oh, oh snap. political. God, you're dial. so politically charged. The, the what? Elections what? are coming up, he and you just one can't. On, he put that one on a tee for me. You can't get your mind. He put that one on a tee for me. Come on. We'll just keep moving forward, but stay in the political lane <laughs> because apparently the uh, FIFA organization has told nations to just stick to football. No political talk at the World Cup coming up in Qatar. Or what? <laughs> I guess you get kicked out. I don't. You get a red card. Uh, November. Ask what, Rob. No, he's the soccer yeah. insider. November. Rob. November twentieth. He's right there. He is November twentieth or twenty first. I think is the first game. Cutter opens up the World Cup, and then the U.S.'s first game is against uh, Wales. Uh, but what does that have to do with politics? He's talking about the World Cup. You can't yeah. speak politically, or else you're going to okay, be okay. If you were a World Cup player, 
<laughs> okay. What would be the number one political topic that you would want to what? sound off on? Well, I think oh, this is like a much the, bigger issue the, because, the you know, you're talking violation. about... No, no, no. Uh, American politics. Oh, I didn't know. You mean the human rights violations to build the stadiums in Qatar? That kind of thing? That's kind of a big story that'll be continuing to be discussed during the World Cup. Do humans need... Do, do humans deserve rights, in your opinion? <laughs> yes, they do, Nick. Okay. Do you, not, you don't think so? I didn't say that. I was just asking you. It's you're kind of a sure? controversial take, but... I'm always a little bit uncomfortable when Nick is in that... <laughs> room because you never know where it's going to go and it often gets us off the rails uh-huh. quite a bit yeah well to be fair I, I try to have the same impact on the show on that side of the glass as well I mean I did steal your segment so it is kind of Jet my fault. Yeah, that, honestly yeah, that one's Jet on talks. you that one's on you man you got to wear that up next we get right back into the Chiefs our Chiefs insider from Arrowhead Pride Pete Sweeney stops by we'll ask him about the Tony Sky Moore dynamic and what he makes of the comments from Jeffrey Simmons of the Titans we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 